Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you. Enjoy. Good morning. Yes, thank you for that. Thank you, Q. Did you do a great job? Love, 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 love our people here. All right, so I'm going to make you a smoothie. Is that all right? Is that cool? Can I do that? Let me see if I can get this out. Son of a gun. All right, right here. Okay. Okay, because uh, it's, a, it's, uh, it's breakfast, right? Who doesn't want a smoothie, right? No? Anybody want? No? No? You guys are like, I don't, I, I don't know what you're doing, bro. This is like, what, what's happening? Here's the deal. Here's the thing. So this is week two of uh, a relationship series. And last week, we talked about dating. And this week, I'm going to talk about marriage. So I just thought, you know what? You know what marriage really is? It's a smoothie of two people. You know what I'm saying? It's like a mixture of two unique people. And so I just thought I would make you a smoothie of, you know, love of me and Ashley. Is that okay? Is that okay? I know. I know. It's very, so let's just do, let's have some fun here. Okay. So I want to start off by doing this. So I'm going to put this over here, right here, like this. Okay. Like right, right, right there, right there. Okay. And then I'm going to start off by putting some, actually, you know what? I need to put some yogurt in there. Here's why. Because in my culture, if you don't know, I'm Pakistani. So there is a, there's a staple in our culture and it's yogurt. You, it's, yes, thank you so much. Okay, Pakistani's in the house. So I'm going to put some yogurt in here. Okay. Is that good? Is that enough? There's never enough yogurt, especially when things are spicy. Okay, I'm making a mess here. Now, now Ashley, Ashley is actually um, from the South. Anybody from the South? Okay, so sweet tea. You got to put some sweet tea in there. Come on now. We got to put some sweet tea. Let's put some sweet tea. Is that good? That's good. Okay, someone's going to be drinking this. Okay. So then I thought, you know what? What else, what else is a part of my culture? And I thought, what, is, what else is a part of her culture, right? So with her culture, obviously she's from the South. She's American. So what's, what's I mean, you got to put a hot dog in there. You got to put a hot dog in there. Seriously. Okay. We do. We do. Let's just go with her first. Okay. Is that all right? Let's go with her. And then I thought, okay, what else is a very American? Nothing else is more American than... A burger. Yes, right? A burger. So I just thought we should put a burger in there because that's more of her culture. And then, then I thought, you know what? I mean, I mean, come on. Uh, a pie, right? There's no, no such, I mean, you got to have pie in the South, right? So I think, should I put the whole thing in there? No, I'll just put a little bit in there. Okay. Now let's just put that in there. That's awesome. Now, now let's get to me. Now let's get to me, okay? So uh, if you are Pakistani, Indian, I know we've got a few here. Uh, there's a staple. It's called a trinity of everything we make. There's some certain things that always exist in all of our meals, okay? So if you're thinking Arab food, that's Arab, not Pakistani. Hello. Okay, okay. So there's a staple, and the staple is we always have onion, okay? Garlic. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we have what? Ginger, yes, you guys know, you guys know. Okay, here's the problem with this. The question is, is this going to blend? Is this going to blend? Okay, but hold on, hold on, hold on. So that's me and her, but we also have a mixture of hopes and dreams. Hopes and dreams. Hopes and dreams. Let's put those in there. Okay, okay. Should I put more yogurt in there? I shouldn't? I shouldn't do that? All right, let's just try this. Okay, let's just see if it works, right? You think it'll work? Let's just see if it works or not. Let's just see, let's just see, let's just see. Let's see here. So it says, okay, it says uh, stir, chop, mix, uh, or liquefy. What do you guys think? Liquefy. Liquefy? Okay, let me start this off. Okay, it's happening. Oh, yeah. It died. No, it didn't. Oh. Pretty good. All right. I think we're ready. What do you guys think? Okay. Let's see. Who's doing it? Okay. Yeah, I know. Who wants to do this? Me? No, I'm not doing this. Come on, Mitch. Come on. Come on, bro. Who else? Come on. No? No one? Should I do it? Should I do this? People are like, you know what? Are you, is he going to get to the message? This is my first time here. Okay. Let's just, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Because I'm committed. I'm committed. You know what? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Jeff? Come on, baby. I trust you. No, come on. Anybody? A bunch of wimps here. Oh, my gosh. Okay, it's terrible. It is terrible. It is terrible. So what's funny about this is like um, this whole series, you know, like I mentioned last week, it's, it's one of those that uh, I'm, I'm not nervous about. It's just one of those that I don't feel really comfortable talking about. Here's why. Because I've been in church work uh, and church life for so long. And bit, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, my God. That was a bad idea. That ginger is hitting. I'll tell you what. I don't know if it's that ginger or garlic. I don't know. When I rehearsed this, drinking it was not part of the deal. I'm good. Um, but I've been kind of nervous about this whole conversation because in the past, like uh, in my, in my uh, experience, uh, when it comes to relationships, uh, the, ch- the church, and it, we just don't have a good way, a, a healthy way of talking about relationships. And so that's why last week, when I talked about being uh, like for, for single adults, oh, I talked about your worth. Like that's what we, you're supposed to know your worth and look for the, the worthy uh, to kind of move towards finding uh, a loving relationship. And so as I talked about, as I thought about marriage, I thought, you know what we, we need to acknowledge is that marriage is so complicated. It's so complicated for so many reasons, partly because like I just illustrated, I mean, uh, Ashley and I are extremely unique. We come from two different backgrounds. And what's unique about Mosaic is that we have a lot of mixed couples here. And what that means is we have mixed races here. They're married together. And we have a very high percentage of mixed couples here uh, than uh, other churches. And it's, it's because Ashley and I are, and we celebrate that. And we want to uh, foster a community of diversity. But when it comes to marriages, you have two unique people coming together and blending themselves. And then you put, like I said, hopes and dreams, but also you put kids in there, you put 
pets in there. You put all kinds of other things in there, and you got this this kind of a complicated, unique smoothie of a relationship. And the truth is that 50% of those smoothies or the relationships don't work. And there's no difference between a Christian couples or non-Christian couples or anything like that. These days, I mean, there's a 50-50 chance that you're not going to make it. And so as I was thinking about that, I thought, you know what? Uh, there are so many passages in the scriptures that talk about give a, 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 like a, a husband's role and a wife's role. And, 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 and then those are letters written to a particular group of people. And I'm like, those do have truth in them for sure. And we can learn from them. But then you, you go, okay, well, but it's, it's so complicated these days. It's just so complicated. Because some of us didn't, like, you know, didn't just, just get married. No, it's our first or second, second marriage. Uh, some of us got betrayed in a marriage. Some of us got cheated. Some of us actually uh, cheated on someone. And so we've got all kinds of abuse, hurt, trauma going on. And then you throw in this complicated maze of trying to find a relationship here and people begin to use each other and and you've got so much baggage and so you lump all of that in it's so complicated and so to me I was like oh I need to figure out a way to like talk about something that will help us just last as couples last in a marriage and like so because I mean Ashley and I have been partners uh, for a long time I mean we're going to be celebrating 25 years next month yes 25 years, people, okay? Uh, I met her when she was uh, one, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, child marriage situation. No, um, not really, no, no. It happens in my culture, but it didn't happen here. Okay, but um, so, so, so how, do we, how do we tackle this? And if we look at the scriptures, we also find that there's not really great couples in the scriptures. Like there's, there's pretty much none. And the author of our faith was single. So like, what, what's happening? How, how do we do this? And so what I want to give you is I want to look at a passage that is read out loud in the, so many weddings. Uh, but we've got to really dive deep into it a little bit more. And out of that passage, I'm going to give you three ingredients uh, that need to go in, staple ingredients that need to go into a marriage. Because some of us, you've been married for longer than Ashton and I. Some of you guys have just gotten married. Some, and, and what's beautiful about doing church for the long time that I've done is I can look around the room and I go, man, I married so many people here. And it's, really, it's a really beautiful thing. And so what I want to do is I want to just give you three things that I think like, could really help you um, just uh, commit to be just to like, you know what? It doesn't matter where my relationship is right now. I'm here to stay. I'm here to stay. And, and so um, what I want to do is I want to look at this particular passage, like I said. And so it's going, I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians 13. It's 1 Corinthians 13. Now, if you're a note taker, you, you might like this, uh, this uh, series, okay, or this talk this morning, okay? So 1 Corinthians 13, what does it, it start off with? What does it say here? Help me out. What does it say? Love is what? Patient. Love is patient and kind. And the next verse it says this. It says, love is not jealous. It does not brag. It is not proud. Love is not rude. It's not selfish. It does not get upset with others. See, if that's the condition of love, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like that all happened today, this morning, you know? So I'm like, how is this going to work? How is this going to work? And so what I want to do is I want to take this particular couple of passages and talk about this word consideration. 
Consideration is the first ingredients. It's the first ingredients to put into your relationship. If you don't have that as a staple in your relationship, it's done. You're, you're done. You're, it's, it's not going to work. Consideration is this idea of like being uh, thoughtful, considering other people's existence, uh, but also considering their dreams, considering their hopes, considering their views, considering their feelings, considering them. I was in, uh, I was in uh, Breckenridge, Colorado, okay? Breckenridge, Colorado last week. And uh, I'll tell you what, I got invited through an organization called One Child, which we're going to be partnering with, and, and they wanted to have a meeting there. And I'm like, do you pick the coldest place? to have a meeting, and, and they wanted to have a ski thing, and the guys they were inviting, they wanted me to be a part of it, so they were like, hey, we'll pay your way, you just come, and just, you got, you got skiing for two days, and all, all kinds of fun in the snow, and I'm like, I'm from the desert, I'm from the desert, okay, I, no, this is the, this, the, this was the second time I've been on snow, like, on purpose, you know what I'm saying? And I had to borrow Mitch's stuff. I had to borrow everybody else's things to actually be there. Let me just tell you, I got on that snow. Uh, I got on the, 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 the ski, the whatever you call them. What do you call it? Skis. You call them skis. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you call them. And uh, they were like, have you done this before? I'm like, no, I've never done this before. And the instructor was awesome. It was really great. Two hours into it, I'm like, I'm good. I got the, I got the pizza and I've got the fries. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And we know. I'm like, are you joking? They're like, you cut, this is the only thing you guys came up with? Pizza and fries. I'm like, okay, I got pizza and fries. And so two and a half hours into it, the guy was like, hey, you're good for the slopes. I was like, okay. I was like, you want to come with? No, you're good. Okay. So I got on. I got on. I got on, friends. I got on the, the, the lift thingy, the, the, the chair, okay? Okay, the second time in my life. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know how to put the thing to close it. So, and it just kept on going. Apparently, it doesn't stop for anybody. So, so I just, I was like, uh, I just jumped, I, it, it just started taking me. And then I realized it's actually going up the mountain. And then I thought, Name, are you scared of heights? I don't know, but I was doing this the entire time. Oh, my God. I got off. I did not fall off the thing. I got off. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I got on the green. It was called the blues, greens, and I was in the green. Thanks. Thank you. I was on the green, and I got up, and I started going. Uh, I was frying it the first way. I was like, fries, and then... I picked up speed, and then I kept on picking up more and more, more and more, more and more speed, more and more, more and more, and I pizza the crap out of that thing, and it did not do anything. <laughs> Nothing. I was pizzaing at 50 miles an hour, and I had the biggest crash in the world. I got up, picked up all my clothes, because apparently clothes came off, and I was like... What in the world happened? The, the pastors, the pastors who were with me had zero consideration. <laughs> zero consideration of my pain, suffering, all those things. I tell you this story because it's funny. But I tell you this story is because I think that so many of us, so many of us, 
don't realize how other people are so different and their experiences are so different. Because to me, I felt like a foreigner. I was like, have you done this before? No, I have not. I have not done this before. I have not done this before. I don't know how to put, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know all these things. And I think in, in marriages, in relationships, I think when you don't, and we don't understand the uniqueness of another person, we, we don't understand how different they are, then, then consideration goes out the window. It, it just, it does, it, you have to consider other people's experience. See, you have, to, you have to consider other people's feelings. Not, not everybody is going to react, and your partner is not going to react the same way that you would, and does not have the same personality, does not have the same views, does not like the same things. It does not exist. They're extremely different. And what happens sometimes is, in marriages, you want the other person to like everything uh, that you like, to be everything you are, and to just do the same things you do. But that's not necessarily true. And so when consider, if consideration is gone, then it's so easy for us not to be patient. It's so easy for us not to be kind because we just want our way. It's so easy for us to, 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 be, to, to brag, to, to boast. It's so easy for us to be rude, to be selfish. It's so easy for us to be all those things. And here, the scriptures are actually telling us that if you want love in your relationship... This word consideration, which I'm using, is something that you and I have to put in practice. Because the problem is, is that we want to really, you know, go through life so easily. But, but when it comes to consideration, you got to stop all of a sudden, slow down, and then ask yourself, okay, okay, am I, am I self-centered here? Am I, is it, is it all about me and my views and what I like and what I don't like? Or, or am I considering my partners, my spouse, I, am I considering this, the other person? Am I considering their emotions in this? And that's tough to do, friends. It's so easy because to just want to keep on going in life, to just go, okay, you agree with me, we're going to keep on doing this. But their dreams and hopes are not necessarily your dreams and hopes. And it's okay. But you have to be considerate. You have to consider these things. See, the truth is, is that in some relationships, when you go to like uh, relationships that are like just so consumed with one person's dreams and goals, they become the sun that everybody else orbits around. And then when that happens, it's not a good thing because self-centeredness centeredness leads into uh, basically a self-absorption. I mean, like people are, are obsessed with themselves and they end up just being all about them and they don't even realize it. And so that would be the first thing, consideration. Let me give you the second one. The second one is grace. Can you say grace? Grace. First Corinthians 13 says this. Love does not count up wrongs that have been done. Love takes no pleasure in evil, but rejoices over the truth. Do you have grace in your relationship? How much grace is in your relationship? Is that a key ingredient? Because if it's not, we have a problem. Grace is interesting because we all have ideas of what grace is. But let me give you some thoughts on grace. Grace, you need to have grace as in, think of grace as space, as space. Ashley and I have been, like I, like I mentioned before, I mean, uh, we've been married for so long, but also we've been doing church work for so long. Uh, but you know, here's something you might not know. We rarely, rarely ride together to church. 
rarely do. We're like, what? Yeah, you guys are, you guys are like, this is not my world. My world is, our world is we come to church as a family. Not this family. We started early on, and then we learned it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. You know, the strange thing is, is that uh, we had to talk about this idea of like, I needed space on Sunday mornings to just do what I do to kind of get ready in my car. And I'm loud and obnoxious and I talk to myself and I'm doing this and I'm making this and I'm doing that. And she's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Then I want to play some certain music. She's like, why why are you playing this on Sunday morning? You know what? This is my zone. I'm getting into it. And then we started having like a beginning in the beginning years, started having these conversations of like, hey, I, we want to go to church together because couples go to church together. Da, 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 da. And, and we're, we're in church work. And so we should do this. And, uh, and we got to be the example. And we tried, we tried. And then we we're like, no, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. And we've been happily married since then, friends. Okay. <laughs> because we just gave ourselves space to be ourselves. I think grace in your relationship is do you have, you've, you have, you've given people space because grace is not just forgiving things, but it's also letting people be who they are. It's also, of course, it is, uh, it's about forgiveness as well, but, but it starts off with just giving people space. Do you, can you, do you, do you have a relationship in your life right now where you feel like you're just, I don't know, you can't, you, have, you can't breathe. You don't have space. And by the way, if you're like, you know what, man, man I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not married. Let me just tell you this, this, this first ingredient consideration. If you're looking for someone, find out how considerate they are. Look around how they treat people and see if they're considerate. If, they, if they're not considerate, if they're not thoughtful, they're not kind, um, you're going to marry that person. And the next one's true too. Grace. If you're looking for a person, they don't have grace for people, then guess what? You might want to st- still look around because that non-grace is going to get into your relationship. So grace for space, they, do they give you grace? What, what does that mean? They just look, uh, grace for, okay, what, what else is grace? Grace is, like, I, as I, th- I was thought about this, I thought, you know what? Ash does for me too, is she gives me grace for sin. Grace for sin. See, sometimes we think sin and evil is the same thing. Sin and evil are not the same. Uh, in my, my mind, sin is actually a violation. It's a violation of something. When you, when you sin against someone, you promise something, you broke that promise, it is sin. It's not evil. Evil is violence towards someone. And see, unhealthy relationships don't understand the difference. Unhealthy relationships um, allow people to be evil towards them. They have grace for evil. Uh, abusive relationships do that too. They, they, they give grace for evil. You're not supposed to give grace for evil. Because evil is what? Violence of any kind. Verbal, um, physical, emotional. But grace for sin means is that I'm going to give you grace to mess up. I'm going to give you grace to violate um, a promise, uh, to say that I was going to do something, but you didn't do it. Do you have grace in your relationship? Do you, would you allow grace in your relationship? 
how much grace exists in your relationship. I mean, these are really important things. Because if you don't give grace for sin, then you're probably not going to give them grace to grow. And so grace to grow means is that you and your relationship is a safe place for both of you to grow and process things together. See, sometimes people, um, they are undone by some tragic thing that happens. You lose a loved one. You lose a family member, uh, maybe a mom and dad. And your, your partner your, just, just loses their mind. They just become a different person for a couple of months. Something tragic happens. What, what, what do you do? You have grace for them to be undone, to not, not to be spinning around a little bit, to, to just maybe even stop believing the things that they used to believe. See, for some of us, I mean, I don't know if we give each other grace to, to stop believing um, in God. Because there are people who are like, you know what, I, I can't believe that God allowed this, so I'm just not going to believe God anymore. And so what, is, that, is that a reason to quit the marriage? No. No. No, it's not. But you have to have grace for them. You, you have to al- allow space for them to grow, to maybe sin, to, to, to be undone. You have to do that. And if grace doesn't exist, friends, no relationship does. And that's why, that's why so many relationships die, because it's no grace. It's no grace. So the question then is, how forgiving are you? How forgiving? Uh, how, how fast do you get offended? How long do you stay hurt? All those is connected to the grace that you give and bring to the relationships. So that would be the second thing. The third is commitment. So the three things. The first one, the first one, anybody remember? What's the first one? Consideration. Consideration. Second one is what? Grace. Third, commitment. Commitment. Here's what commitment. It says here, 1 Corinthians 13, 7 and 8 says, Love patiently accepts all things. It always trusts. Always what? Hopes. Always endures. Love never ends. Love says, I'm here to stay. It's going to get messy. You're not going to like me. I'm not going to like you. For maybe months, I'm here to stay. I'm here to stay. That's what commitment is. Commitment is saying, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to stick around. I'm going to stick around regardless of how you change, regardless of how bad we're fighting, regardless of all the things, because I want to be patiently waiting to allow all the things to happen, all the seasons of our life. Friends, Life gets so complicated when you're married, when you throw kids in there. And when you have kids and when they have like special needs, it is so hard, so tough, so tough because sometimes you're, you're so busy trying to figure out not just your marriage, not just your work, not just God. You're trying to figure out your kids. And then the, then the, the thought of them drives you crazy. 
that you think of their future, you think of their, their present, you think of all the hardships. It's, it is overwhelming, overwhelming. And it's so easy to just drop. Statistically, statistically, friends, people, if there is a, if, 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 if there's a kid's issue involved, couples don't last because they get hurt. They get, there's not a lot, a lot of grace. There's not a lot of just joy. There's all those things are removed. And then you just stop and go, this is not what I signed up for. And people just want to quit. But here, this passage that's read in most of the weddings says, hey, love endures. Love sticks it out. And what we know is, is it's so hard these days to just stick with something. I mean, the options are just endless, aren't they? You're like so easy to just go, hey, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. But man, commitment is a key ingredient to this. Now, I'm not saying, not saying that there isn't relationships that you need to get out of them fast. There's some abusive relationships, un, super unhealthy relationships. There's some stuff happening that you might need to get out of. But most of us, I would say, we dig deeper, the deeper end, deeper end, and say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm. I'm here because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to find something with someone. Let me explain. See, sometimes in relationships, when we get into them, and we don't think of the future, we don't think of long-term commitment, the idea is basically, I want to get married so I can have something with someone. And that something is the family, the house, the dog, the kids, the whatever, the kind of life I want. I want to find something with someone. In long-term relationships, commitment is I want to, I want to create something with someone. I want to build something with someone. Not find. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna create something. Like so I'm creating something. I'm creating the future with Ashley. I'm not just finding her and then everything will be solved. No, that's not. That's not how it works. And so, how does our commitment look like? What, what does it look like for you? Maybe you're in a point where you're like, you know what, name? I'm actually, I kind of want to be done. I want to be done. I just, I just, I just, it's just, we're not talking. We're not doing this. Where it's been, it's just been a dry spell. It's been, I don't know. It's, I, I think I'm, I, I think I'm done. Now, friends, I, I will tell you this. To il- because I made a whole mess of this to illustrate that everybody is unique. And I don't want to say that I should just give you advice on your relationship from the stage during a sermon. I don't know you. But I do know this. I do know this. Is that commitment takes help. You cannot be and I cannot be committed to our relationships alone. What, what, what do you mean? Commitment is so hard to do that you need trusted friends, you need wise counsel, and you need an encouraging community if you and I are going to be committed to our relationships. You can't do commitment alone. 
No, it's not up to you. It's not your, you just muscle it up. No, because there are moments in life where you're like, I just am done. I'm just done. And what you need to do is call a friend who will take you out and you can just talk through. You need wise counsel. That's when you call someone and say, I need an appointment. And we need to sit down together as a couple and figure this out. You need that. You need an encouraging community that you can just see other couples interact and see what it looks like. And when other couples talk about their struggles, you go, oh my gosh, we're not the only ones. We're not the only ones. So friends, let me ask you, what are you putting into your relationship? And if you're a single adult watching this or listening to this, you might have hopes and dreams and your other, all your other stuff in here, but, but man, you, you, you got to put in consideration, grace, and commitment. And if you do that, living out 1 Corinthians 13, friends, our relationships will look so different. And then we can say, you know, when we get into a long-term relationship, when we, we're, we're, we can say confidently, hey, we're here to stay. We're here to stay. You know, you know, you know what was beautiful about this passage and about even these three things? These are three things that exist in your relationship with Jesus. The first thing is consideration. He understands how complicated you are. He understands your fears and he knows that sometimes your fears lead you to do things that you're not proud of. Your fears and anxiety and because you want to cope with it, leads to addiction. He understands that. He considers it. Because the scriptures tell us that we don't have a high priest that is not able to sympathize with our weaknesses. Jesus also gives us so much grace. So much grace for sin. He gives us grace because he knows we're not perfect. So he doesn't count our sin against us. See, some of us, we're taking tally of each other's sins, but God's not doing that with you. And lastly, Jesus is committed. He's committed to you. He's committed to your happiness. He's committed to giving you joy. He's committed to making you a different kind of person. But friends, you and I have to, have to decide, are we going to jump into a relationship with Jesus as well? And are we going to have those three, three things as well? Because some of us, we want to just skip. We want to be out. And trying to find the perfect relationship is a myth. Creating a satisfying relationship is truth. And you can do that. And we can do that. So let me pray for us. Can we do that? All right. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for your word that reminds us, God, challenges us about what love truly is. God, for so many of us, we find ourselves in a place where really <clears throat> we don't know we don't know what we're supposed to do next. God, for some of us, we're in relationships right now, even, even this morning, and we know we're not in the best place with our marriage. We're just not. So God, I pray your grace, your grace and mercy over these marriages. 
I pray your, your purpose over these marriages. I, I pray, God, your protection over these marriages. God, I, I know that you want to give us wisdom. You want to comfort us. You want to bring us to a place where, God, we are transformed by you and your presence. And then we can actually be the best versions of ourselves, God, when we walk into these marriages. So God, I pray, would you, would you do your work, God? Heal this morning. God, allow people to forgive each other this morning. Allow people to just let go of some hearts this morning. God, I pray that you allow people to let go of some shame this morning, some guilt, expectation. God, I pray that you would do something in our relationships that only you can do. And God, for some of us, it, it might be inviting you in to our relationship. It's inviting you into our lives. So God, I pray that for some, for some today might be, Jesus, I, I want to give you my life. Because, God, we've never really invited you in. Jesus, I give you my life. If that's your prayer, then say it. God, Jesus, I give you my life. And for others of us, God, Jesus, I give you my, my relationships. I give you my heart. God, would you do what only you can do? God, some of us go and light a candle. God, I pray that we lift up prayers for people that we know whose relationships are in trouble. As we receive communion this morning, we remind us, God, that we are in this commitment, covenant, relationship with you where you just are not going to let go and you are here to stay. And others of us, God, as we go to the, go to the cross, maybe we just nail our expectations and allow you to do a work in us. I pray in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.